Fit Nation. Fit Nation. Fit Nation. Awesome. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. This Fit Nation. If you're a veteran and you are struggling or feel like you're leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you will be a burden to someone or feel embarrassed, voice your problems to your inner circle, call the hotline at 988 and press option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. That's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date on our latest news episodes if we go live and the stories of our great guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is a TEDx speaker, number one bestselling author of The Six Habits and Life Mastery Coach. She teaches how to create the life of your dreams without sacrificing what we love. As founder and CEO of Vision Advertising, a company that she built when she was 19, she has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs build and grow profitable enterprises entirely on their own terms. She has personally sold several million dollars in ongoing contracts, was featured on Fox News and other Boston programming several times, was publicly recognized for business accomplishments, and was named a 40 under 40 winner at the ripe old age of 23. So without further ado, let's welcome Laura Benedetto to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. Awesome. It's great to have you here. I know I think we scheduled this a while ago. We had to wait for calendar space for both of us. <laughs> that goes. can be hard sometimes, yeah. Yeah, white space is very hard these days for everyone because everyone's trying to do a million things at once. Yes. So, Laura, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself that I didn't uh, reveal there from as far back as you want to go to where we are now? Uh, Sure. So um, I grew up in Massachusetts and um, I started a business when I was 19 years old. I was actually, this is not my favorite story, but I think it's really relevant and useful. So I'll share this with you. Um, I was right on the, um, the heels of leaving an abusive relationship where I was, um, abused in every single person away, you know, every way a person could be abused. I was abused and, um, managed to get myself out of that. My dad helped me and I appreciate that very much. And I came out of that with a lot of, um, ferocious energy, very angry, very, very angry. I was deeply unemployable. So I started to start my own business at 19. And, uh, what I did is found a lot of hardship actually. I had a remarkable chip on my shoulder and everything was hard. Everything was really challenging. And largely because I'd been victimized so much that I didn't know how to let my guard down and just be with people. I didn't know how to let people help me. I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to have things be easy. So I fought and I kicked and clawed my way to create great success. I retired when I was 37 but I was bleeding internally from years of stress and um, I was hollow. I was empty. So all those awards and everything that you mentioned, it's nice to have them, but I think I would have preferred happiness when I got 
at the end of the retirement rainbow, I was kind of wondering where the hell did I go so wrong? I followed and did all the instructions and I thought that I needed to chase the money and the awards and whatnot, but you know, it, um, it just cost me so much. So I started to wonder, well, what's happiness? Cause clearly I didn't actually understand what the real definition is. And then how do you get it? Um, what do happy people have in common? That's my opening line for, uh, my Ted talk. And I really wondered that because I mean, subtext, I had no idea what it was, but I knew whatever the happy thing was, I didn't have it and I wanted it. So, um, I ended up finding it after a lot of research. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm really um, fascinated by human behavior. So I found it, changed my life massively. And uh, then I went on to write a book so other people could change theirs too. I just got a wonderful book review um, from someone who um, wanted to share that they were suicidal before they read my book. And then after they read it, they started to be happy again and they didn't feel like um, they needed to end it all. They actually felt hope. So it gave me a lot of profound joy to feel like I could make a difference, even just for one person. Um, so that's been really cool. And uh, now where I am today is I'm still getting to talk about my book and serve people and help people to figure out how to be more joyful and make their life what they want it to be. And um, I actually decided because I can't sit still that I would uh, start another company. So my husband and I are business partners and we manufacture ammunition. And that's where we are today. <laughs> a whole other side of business there is outstanding. And a lot of the audience will like the ammunition side of this as well. <laughs> Yep. Sovereign ammo. The name sovereign is chosen on purpose. Sovereign ammo. <laughs> so I like that you said that uh, you didn't know the definition of happiness or what made what what it was to be to meant to be happy, especially yeah. from what you were going through prior to your start business, starting business, all the things that got, were done to you by your former relationship. And then thankfully, your dad was there to help you and uh, get you moving toward a positive light and into your business venture which you said you put your heart and soul into, but you didn't find that, I guess, happiness at the end of the rainbow because you stressed yourself out for 19 years about until you were empty. And I think a lot of people do that. They push, 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 and don't realize that they're running on empty the whole time. Is that what you felt like the whole time feeling like like you were on empty? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great way to put it. Um, You know, you put a lot of time and effort into things. Um, and you think it's going to go somewhere. And then sometimes you just continue on for continuation's sake, you know, momentum. That's like, well, what else am I going to do? And I felt like that. I felt like, well, I don't belong. I mean, talk about misfits. Jeez, I felt like the biggest misfit. By the way, still am. Um, so, uh, but it's been, it's just been such an interesting and eye-opening experience about how, Uh, just we as like Americans and anyone listening elsewhere, I mean, just culturally, we have all been collectively like led astray to believe that the only way to be successful is to have stuff and to acquire and consume. I mean, people don't even refer to us as Americans anymore. We're the American consumer. And it's like, what a degrading term. Like, it bothers me like that. That's all I'm good for is just consumption. Drop dead. Like, no, I'm, I'm a person. I I matter. 
you know, and I don't care how much money I have. Like if I can take care of my basic needs and, you know, go out and have some fun once in a while and whatever, like I'm good. You know, right now I'm like invested to the nines in my, in my last company here. And, um, you know, I've definitely gotten, I have a lot less money now than I did at other times because I've invested so much into it, but it's like, whatever, I make my own fun. And it's like, money doesn't make you happy. They say it does. It gives you more opportunities to do cool stuff, but you'll probably be miserable doing that too. And like, it's just a high. Why chase highs? What about happiness that you can get for free that you can have all the time? Exactly. And I think uh, when you hit the nail on the head there, money doesn't make you happy. It's the things you do or the people around you that should make you happy. And if you have your inner circle that uh, brings positivity back to you and makes you happy, then that's a good thing. I talked to someone the other day and he said, if that inner circle isn't bringing uh, positivity back to you, it's like you're in a cage and they're just surrounding you, keeping you in there. So that inner circle. Yeah, pretty much. Like you basically build your own prison. Like why do that? You know, um, having had a lot of money and gone through periods where I don't have a lot of it and periods like now where it's like, yeah, my needs are met. I'm fine. Um, But I'm investing in something like I've experienced the spectrum of wealth. And it's like until you've actually experienced what having a lot of money will do for you, you don't believe people when they say to you money doesn't buy you happiness it doesn't it amplifies who you already are and how you already live your life if you're a jerk you're probably going to be a bigger jerk with money if you like to spend time on your phone you'll probably spend more time on your phone because then you won't be working and working towards something that is awesome you know you won't be inspired you know people tend to gain a ton of weight when they get wealthy like it's because they just stop caring about stuff. You know, that, that whole survival instinct, when you are surrounded by incredible abundance all the time, you don't have to work for anything. You get lazy. You do. And, um, it can be fun. It can definitely be fun. Um, but a lot of people don't know what to, what to do with all that, um, with that freedom. I mean, it's wonderful to have, believe me, I've done tons and tons of traveling, all kinds of neat stuff, but if you're a miserable person, you probably won't do any of it. And even if you do, you'll be miserable while you're traveling and spread that miserable. Oh, and you'll find something that's wrong. And, oh, I don't like this place. The sand is too hot or the cocktails aren't my favorite. And I don't like this wine and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my God, Becky, calm down. (laughs) Or they don't cook this the way I cook it. Well, you're in a different country. They do things differently. Uh, Deal with it. I'm in Spain. Can you believe they speak Spanish here? How rude. Rude. <laughs> they should have it. <laughs> yeah. They knew it. They knew I was coming here. Yeah. And a lot of people, well, or a lot of our brethren here in America believe that's what they deserve because they're entitled to it. It's horrible. Uh, I mean, I've been around the world and I did my best to fit in culturally or at least study the culture so I wouldn't uh, embarrass us as Americans as I went over there. And I've seen both sides of the the American who would speak louder because they didn't understand them, thinking that that would help them to understand. So you're basically just yelling at a person and it's looking at you. That's not how it works. Without subtitles (laughs) coming out when you're yelling, it's just you yelling and you look crazy. So they just give you something and you think that's the right thing. And it's not a good way to to live life at all. No, having done a, probably not as much international travel as I'd like, but enough. I... I definitely understand why a lot of countries don't like Americans. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I get it. And I, 
boy, I've, I've, I've felt the need to apologize more than once. Like, I'm sorry. I won't do that. I also don't speak your language. Sorry. <laughs> a trit, so here's one. I try. Yeah, I'll try. Uh, I know how to say cerveza in Spanish. Good. So. Yeah. Make sure if you know cerveza, make sure you know baño too. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we, we were living in Korea, uh, me, my wife, and daughter. And my daughter, we were going to make a trip to China right after the Olympics in 2008. Yep. So my daughter took Chinese classes right there on base, and she was she was pretty fluent at it. She was so excited to go to China and speak Chinese to a little girl over there, her age maybe. So we went to the park, the Land of the Rising Sun there, the Park of the Rising Sun. And there was these two little girls, and they were like playing the games. My daughter walked up to them and started speaking to them in Chinese. They spoke back to her in English. She was crushed. Because they, they spoke perfect English to her. She spoke perfect Chinese to them. Then they just sat there looking at each other and doing like little games with each other. Said, so, all right, at least it worked a little bit. You got some, you met each other. It's good. See you later. <laughs> but she That's tried. Funny. Yeah. So all this, you pivoted, you started into uh, life coaching, kind of master, mastering your own uh, life uh, with your book, The Six Steps. How many, uh, you had a few reviews at the beginning. Have most of your reviews been positive? And like you said, you only want to help one person. That's the, the main goal of most of the show is if I can help one person for every show, it's amazing. We've helped one person. That's a positivity. And I know yeah. that's what you stated too. Was that your goal when you started the book or you just want to get some stuff off your chest of your life lessons and try to help others? Well, actually, I didn't want to get anything off my chest because I really don't want to talk about it. I just really wanted to just leave it there and just be like, I don't want to think about this anymore. Goodbye. And it's not like I'm trying to suppress it. I already worked it out in therapy, but it's like ugh, this crap again. But a lot of the things that are in my book are vital stories that other people can identify with. So I was telling some really important stories in there about how I was bullied, how I was abused, how I, you know, did a bunch of different things. How I got married really young and whatever. And just normal everyday person who has gone through some things. I'm not special, but I managed to create something special. And I think that we often get fooled and by in thinking that we need to be special in order to create special. And we don't. And I ought to know because I'm definitely not special. Um, maybe short bus special, but definitely not special. <laughs> sorry that wasn't very PC I grew up with that kind of humor it's not okay um but also I was on the short bus so I guess I get to make the joke um but it was um that was so bad (laughs) but you know I just I wanted to help other people like the thing about um happiness it's so contagious And it's such a good thing. Like everybody's been focusing on like, oh my God, COVID in two weeks to slow the spread. Meanwhile, I'm like trying to spread my own little virus around the world, the virus of happiness. Like here, smile, pass it on. Like, you know, it's, it's, but it's like, it's not just like the superficial happiness. It's the stuff that like comes from within you. That's actually sustainable that, you know, will get you through trauma that will help you to not kill yourself. That will help you to, decide I hate this day. I get to hate this day, but tomorrow is, is a fresh opportunity to start over, you know? So, I mean, I, I just felt so good after I changed my own life based on what I found. I just desperately wanted to share it with other people. It actually started with my friends. Um, I love my friends very much. And I know that some of them were like really struggling hard. 
um, with feeling defeated and like a loser or I can't do anything and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, when you love somebody, you see all their potential, but sometimes they don't. That hurt because I love my friends. And I was like, why are you not doing anything with your life? I believe in you so much. You're incredible, right? And it just frustrated me. So what actually began is just something where I was like, I'm going to write this because I know you don't have the background in this. Let me give you a lot of context. I'll tell you some stories and help you understand where this is coming from. Well, I was finding myself about 25, 30,000 words in and I was like, well, then A, I am loquacious. B, if I keep going, this could be a book. You know what? I'm going to share this with a lot more than just my friends. I'm going to make my friends all over the world and I'm going to help people. Oh, here we are. It took me two years to publish my book. Well, little, little less than, but I published it and it's, it's just made such a difference for people. Like the feedback I get, people send me nice notes all the time and they respond to my emails and this is so nice and you really helped me. And, you know, I'm only like two chapters in, but it's so easy to read. And, you know, it's just, oh, it's so satisfying to like actually help people. So cool. And that's what I, when I, when I wrote my book, which is behind me, I wrote it with as humor at first, because uh, every month at the end of, during the first year of the pandemic, I would write, well, you welcome to the, the next level, Jumanji, you made it. And I, <laughs> so at the end of the December, I wrote like a whole list of 13 steps. And my daughter said, you should put this into a book. So I wrote it into a book from all to 2021. I was writing it in December, it got published. So just to get, get out of your own way. So stop looking down, look up, don't walk with your phone in your hand, looking down, look up, say hello to somebody, clean your own circle get outside and build your community build like you said spread happiness spread that joy spread positivity throughout your community until maybe everyone's together again and not worry about what the squawk box is telling you all the time yeah i mean i unfortunately because um my husband and i make ammunition uh and we're selling all over the united states i have no choice but to be involved in tv and politics and know what's going on because it directly affects us um but other than that, oh my gosh, I want nothing to do with it. It's so negative. I don't want to, no TV, please. No social media. Leave me alone. If you have my phone number, call me. Otherwise, I don't want to know. Definitely. And speaking of your ammo, what made you, uh, you and your husband come up with a light bulb to start Sovereign Ammo? Um, well, turns out having your liberty stolen from you is very inspiring. Um, we just saw a lot of authoritarianism start to rise with, uh, a lot of COVID restrictions that were very onerous, very poorly thought through that had profound collateral damage and collateral damage is, it basically amounts to, so we don't hurt group A, we are going to consciously choose to hurt group B. Okay. I don't agree. Um, a lot of our sovereignty and our own ability to make decisions about our own bodies and well-being was, you know, bandied about. And, you know, um, there was just so many things. And, you know, this great nation has profoundly powerful roots with people who just want to be free and be left alone. And I'm definitely one of those people. I just want to be left alone. I I, I don't hunt. I don't, I, wanna, I don't want to hurt a fly. I mean, literally, if I step on a lizard, I cry. Um, but I also very much don't want someone hurting me. And 
you know, I know there's a lot going on with China and they, yeah, there's some things going on. That's all I'm going to say, but there's a reason why our shores have not been invaded and we have a well-armed population and that's the way it should stay. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who've been coming at me, um, you know, cause I'm creating instruments of death. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, yeah, me being involved or not is not going to stop the bad guys. I should let you know that because killing has always been illegal and yet here we are. So it's, you know, it's just crazy, but a lot of it actually began not so much as um, a response to um, like anti-government. I actually don't feel that way. I think government's actually very important, um, but it should be a servant of the people, not a controller of the people. Um, I'm very libertarian in my views that way. Um, but it actually began because we were living on Maui and it was really wonderful until it wasn't. Um, people didn't have any income. Hotels were getting looted and they don't support the second amendment there at all. And you cannot get a handgun. You can't. Um, and rifles were in short supply. Ammunition was like a joke. Good luck to get your hands on that. And it, we actually got very scared. We were really worried. We wouldn't be able to protect ourselves. Um, and if they were looting the hotels, like with, with an unknown end point, and with a lot of chaos and violence on the rise and all kinds of um, shootings and protests and going on, you know, we were just wondering like, what's going to happen here? And we wanted to get ahead of it and we couldn't. So we ended up moving away, uh, which broke my heart, to be honest, and my husband's too. It was one of the worst things we've ever done because um, we moved there to follow a dream. Um, but we had to move away and we live in Florida now. Free state of Florida with Governor DeSantis it is definitely great. And um, we were just like, well, not only do we need to be able to protect ourselves, um, but in the event these food shortages and supply chain issues really get out of hand, I mean, we're going to need to be able to go out and kill our own food. Um, and what are we going to do? So it started off that way, but it was like actually based on some conversations with um, some friends and whatever. It's like, you know what? Maybe we could turn this into a business. So my husband's business got destroyed. Um, you know, my speaking career didn't really do anything because nobody wanted to get together. Um, I'm not vaccinated. I'm not going to be. Um, and there's a lot of places that won't welcome me because they're still actively discriminating against me. I'm one of the smellies. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm a real threat. So, um, it, it just became a really interesting thing to do. And we were seeing like the police getting a lot of crap, like nationally. And we really, we support the police. Like some of our friends are part of law enforcement. We support the military. We support this great nation. We support, you know, good people protecting themselves and protecting each other. And it all began because we couldn't protect ourselves based on ridiculous draconian lockdown measures that were very harmful to lots of people, including causing a lot of suicide. Yes. It caused a lot of mental health issues for all ages, really, uh, from children not being able yeah. to socialize with their friends in school through, through the elderly who couldn't go out and see their kids for maybe the last time. 
and by, the kid's not seeing them. So it, it hurts. Well, them. little kids don't even know how to form words correctly because people have been masked around them for so long. And they went to speech therapy where they had masks on, which makes no sense. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful idea. And, uh, so anyway, uh, rest in peace, logic. It's been nice. <laughs> common sense is not common anymore. I like to tell people. No. We got to bring it back. We got to bring that back. Like a lot of things, we got to bring it back. But Mm-hmm. So where can people get Sovereign Ammunition now? Is it online or is, are you in big box stores too? Oh, no, we're still a small company. We're, we're just getting going. We've only had our FFL, Federal Firearms License, for a couple months now. Um, but our website is SovereignAmmo.com. If you go to that website, uh, you know, you can, uh, depending on when you hear this, uh, you can either call us and we'll always take an order over the phone or e-commerce will be there for you. So you're able to just order through the website. But it's Sovereign E goes before the I, SovereignAmmo.com. Awesome, man. Laura, what advice would you give the, a person trying to get out of their own way to try to find their, their group to live their best life? What, what three, three things would you tell them to become successful at that, those things? Hmm, to find your thing and get good at it? Um, well, that's a wonderful question. I think that people need to be brave and let go of societal conditioning. I've been conditioned. You've been conditioned. But if we acknowledge that and like, okay, well, I know I've been, I've been conditioned to believe that this is what I think happiness is. And I've been conditioned to think that this is fun. And I've been conditioned to hate this stuff. And I've been conditioned to like this stuff. If you can take all that aside and get very, very genuine with yourself, who am I for real? And get brave. Journal. I mean, so if you get my book, you can find it on Amazon. Um, it's called The Six Habits. If you read the book, there's actually a lot of great exercises and uh, free coaching materials. I give you like a couple hundred dollars worth of coaching materials, completely free with every copy of the book. You just have to get the book, download the stuff, but it's all the answer to your question. All of it. It's like, how, you know, why do I feel this way? Where did I, um, where did I first begin to believe this thing? Who taught me this? What do I actually like that I'm secretly afraid of people judging me for? Like great questions inspire great answers. So if you're brave and you're willing to do the work, you'll be able to find out who you really are. So that's one is do the self-inquiry and be really honest with yourself. Number two is, um, you know, begin moving toward your goal somehow. It could be reading my book and doing the exercises. It could be reading a different book. It could be going to a Tony Robbins thing. I don't care. Whatever it is that lights you up and speaks to you, you should do that. You should take action, but thinking will not get you very far. Action will take you places. It will make the difference. And the final piece of advice that I have for you is to enlist support. It is really lonely out there. And if you're a conservative, a libertarian or whatever, it's even more lonely because there's a lot of people on the left who hate you. I hate nobody, but I am definitely uh, not feeling mutual love um, because 
of a whole bunch of different reasons, because I'm one of the smellies, because I don't think lockdowns were a good idea. It puts me in the minority. I'm, I'm also just done caring, but that's where enlisting support comes from, right? I surround myself with people who feel the way I do about things because it makes me feel less isolated and less alone and less judged and less rejected, right? I built a company and this was a nice surprise. Um, my company, Sovereign Ammo, is loaded with, ah, pun intended, see what I did there? Loaded with good people. We have a barrel of laughs. Ah, um, I got I got all the, the pun jokes, um, puns and ammo. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, we have a database of dad jokes. Sorry, too many. I've gone too far. Um, but anyway, um, in building this company, yes, I'm taking a lot lot of heat, probably not as much as um, other people are taking in the space, because I do tend to be a little more kinder. And I'm not really coming out of the gate with like, oh, screw these people and like angry, like I'll communicate with people who want to fight and whatever. It's like, okay, well, I know you're here for a fight, but do you want to talk instead? Like, you know, read some of my comments on LinkedIn, like pretty cordial. But what's cool about it is I'm building an awesome community of like-minded people where I never feel alone. What's really cool about that is I can say, hey guys, I'm working on this thing where I, you know, I'm trying to do this thing. And you know, I've told the guys, you know, on my team, I have this really important personal goal. It's very, very important to me. Um, it's something I put off in my 20s and in my 30s. And I won't be able to pursue it for much longer because I'm just getting older. And I told my team and guess what? They've taken on my goal as their goal, which is great. So I don't feel alone at all. So it's like, I do the self-inquiry. That's step one. I do the education and I figure out like what's possible for me. And then I enlist support and I, I do the work. When I do all these different things, I move forward. Even if I'm inching forward just a little bit at a time, I'm still moving forward. And every day is better than the last one. And if I falter, I get lots of people around me to pick me back up again. Exactly. You just keep getting up and keep pushing forward. That's the way, uh, that's the way to be successful and have that positive mindset moving forward. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that with us. How does someone get in contact with you if they want you to be on their show or just to chat with you? So if you want to talk with me, um, you can go to, oh boy, and you might have to look at the show notes for this one, but if you go to lauradibenedetto.com, a lot of people can't spell it, so but you can get there through Sovereign Ammo. You can get there through um, the sixhabits.com. That's probably easier. It's the, T-H-E-S-I-X, habits.com. If you go there, you can also get an autographed copy of my book. If you go to my website, I'd love to send you one. And um, yeah, shoot me a note. You know, I, I love talking to people. You can email me through my website if you like the book, if you hate the book, if you uh, heard me on the show and whatever. You can also find me on LinkedIn. We can connect there and, you know, we can talk and hang out. But um, I will tell you, if anyone listening uh, to this has had suicidal thoughts and you need a push in the right direction, you're always cordially invited to um, reach out, connect with me, and I can share whatever resources I have to get you on the right path. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. Again, thank you for taking some of your time today from the sunny, free state of Florida there and uh, sharing, <laughs> your, uh, sharing your story with the Misfit Nation. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome.
You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are... Fit, 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 fit Nation.